Taylor Walker from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Shannon Hearn from the West Coast Eagles. This is Nathan Jones from the Melbourne Football Club. Phil Davis from the GRS Giants. It's Brad Ebert from the Port Adelaide Football Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it is MJ from the Coaches Panel. Number of players already revealed in the 50 most relevant. Landing ourselves today, the number 45 player, GWS midfielder, potential breakout option. And I'm keen to get some thoughts from a fellow coaches panelist as we talk Jacob Hopper today. Joining me on the line, I've got Jimmy. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, MJ. Hello, listeners. Uh, let's talk about Jacob Hopper because it, he, from junior days, has shown massive fantasy potential. He's just 21 years old. He is a midfielder. But even though he's not yet maybe given people as much um, kind of at the elite level as they'd like to see from him, I can see enough that he could, could is a dangerous word in the preseason, I know, <laughs> but he could be an absolute premium force in 2019. He also could be a royal pain in your butt that only goes 90, but that's fine. Um, last year, his best score uh, for both AFL Fantasy and Supercoach was against the Carlton Football Club. It was 112 in AFL Fantasy, 131 in Supercoach. Averaged high 70s across all your formats. Uh, priced uh, interesting and enough in Supercoach, around about 430, a little bit higher in Dream Team Fantasy. And, and really... We'll talk about this a little bit more when it comes to it in a moment. But, Jimmy, when you're picking Jacob Hopper, you're picking him based on his price point, based on what he's averaging. You really are picking him because you're bullish that he's going to push that triple-figure mark. There are guys that are lower value that you want to get money out of and maybe similar scores. But if you're jumping on Jacob Hopper in 2019 in a salary cap, it's because you think... He's gone triple digits. Yeah, look, he's he's at a really awkward sort of price. Isn't yeah, he? he's um, yeah, he's he's not quite there where you can look at him and go, yep. If he doesn't quite make it, I'm at least making some good cash because by the time your magic number comes down and everything um, evens itself out over the first month or so, he he might well jump a bit because look, he's not going to go any worse than he did last year. Yeah. Surely, um, touch wood on injury, but. Uh, he, is he going to do enough to, to hit the 100-point mark? I, I don't know. He's got that potential. As you said, he could do it. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting one. The opportunity certainly there for him. Well, it is. And, and like we said right at the beginning of the episode, even as a junior, he was dominating games in his final season at TAC level. He averaged 23 disposals. More than half of those were contested. Recorded, I think, like seven clearances a game on average and five tackles. And even in his debut game in the AFL, a debut score of 97 in AFL Fantasy Dream Team, a super coach ton on debut. His second season, kind of interrupted by a hamstring and a finger injuries. While well, he did make it back in time for the Giants' um, preliminary final and finals run, uh, probably the best game I've seen him play prior to 2018 was that preliminary final matchup. 13 of his 27 possessions were contested, and he certainly held his own against the eventual Premier's Richmond. And then last year, 2018, that development is continuing on. A rise of 13 points in his seasonal average for Dream Team and Fantasy. A bump of 17 points in his seasonal average in Supercoach, up to 79. And it's a small sample, Jimmy. 
it's only a 10-week window in time. But during a 10-week window just last year, in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he had three tons and averaged 87.8. While in Supercoach, during that same stretch of games, he averaged 90 with two tons. So he's priced probably about 10 points below that already. And I think with the departure of Dylan Scheel, there is an opportunity in that side for him and others, certainly, at the Giants to take some extra midfield rotations, to take some extra responsibility, and in kind, for Hopper, increase his scoring. Oh, absolutely. I don't think any of us doubt that he's going to jump up this year. It's um. Yeah, he's certainly got all the tools to do it. He's got the opportunity there. He's a, a beast of a player. Mm. Um, it's the only question mark is, is he going to jump enough? Um, we look at someone like him who's priced at roughly the same as, say, Newman, who we talked about the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, around that sort of mid-fives-ish. Um, the difference, um, you know, Newman, for him to be a keeper, only needs to average 90, 95 or so. Um, if Hopper does the same, that's, that's not, not enough. enough. Yeah. Not enough. You, if you're picking him, you're banking on the, him going at a good enough click that um, come mid-season, he's either banked himself as a keeper um, and he's improved to, to that extent that you know he's going at, at 105, 110, 115 or, or more, um, or you're picking him on the basis that he runs well enough that you can do a simple sideways trade to someone who's definitely a keeper that's had an off game somewhere in between to lower his price a bit. So I think... Um, yeah, he's a he's a fascinating study, um, and the real question you've got to ask yourself is, can he do enough? Well, that is the key thing, because at junior level, he's done that. At NEFL level, he's done that. Now the opportunity for him to do it at AFL level, the opportunity is, is really there waiting for him. This midfield time of Dylan Schill out, yes, he's been in the midfield the past couple of years, as has Tim Taranto. Um, there will be guys like Caldwell and Haightley that get some extra midfield rotations, but I do think largely Hopper and, to a lesser extent, too, Taranto will take those extra responsibility moments. He is that inside bullet. As a junior, he was compared to Sydney's Josh Kennedy and Geelong's Patrick Dangerfield. Huge comparisons. But when you do watch him play, you kind of go, well, he's not that player and comparisons are always dangerous. I get why someone would say he plays like that. That real bull extractor gets the ball out. Handy, you know, with the ball, um, you know, when finishing off in front of goal. Certainly looks dangerous with an overhead mark. But you do make that point. The question isn't, will he go up? The question is, will he go up enough? Because we've got guys like Tom Liberatore and Dan Hanabry who are proven premiums that are priced less than he is that could score very similar to him and make you more money. Even an Anthony Miles, who a little more less proven at AFL level, has shown at the other levels beneath and the small opportunities got at Richmond that he can score well and he's cheaper than Jacob Hopper. So we've got this interesting dilemma, don't we, where we've got mid-price options in the midfield who are cheaper, who have done it before, who have equally the similar amount of opportunities. And so really with Hopper, it's if he doesn't go 100, even if he's close, you'd probably need to consider that a little bit of a bust move. The potential, oh, my friends, is there, no doubt. We can see him make hundreds and, and solid enough hundreds too um, right across the past few seasons. But he needs to go 100 for you to gain the full benefit of adding him in your side. And while he can do it, I'm not sold entirely on it just yet. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And and I think his ceiling is is maybe the one thing that's holding him back a yeah. little bit. Um, from a Dream Team point of view, he's he's hit those 130 uh, sort of mark before in Supercoach, um, but he hasn't quite got there in, in Dream Team yet. So those, um, you know, he'll be consistent now. You said before, you know, he averaged 100 with only two scores, you know, or averaged 90, sorry, with only two scores above 100. Um, so he's got consistency. He's yeah. always going to score well enough. He doesn't really have many um, awful games. Um, but he doesn't have many huge games either to help boost up that average. No, and and that is the and, thing, and that's what we're looking for this year. Yeah, because he is such a contested player, um, he gets a lot more extraction of the ball, which generally means handballs rather than kicks. While he does get on the end of of some link up chains of, of the Giants, he's certainly not slow by any means, but he doesn't have the run and dash that uh, Dylan Shield has into the side, and with Whitfield likely to move back to the wing, that's what we saw take place once Zach Williams moved back into the side last year. Yes, there's the vacancy of a Tom Scully in the midfield unit as well. He's not an outside runner. He's an inside bull who does have a little bit of speed from the start, but you need him to go 100-plus. He can do it, and it wouldn't surprise me if someone said at the end of the year, Hopper averaged 102, 103, I'd be like, yeah, that that makes sense to me. Um, mm. But if someone also said, look, he, he increased his average natural development and extra responsibility, went into the early to the mid-90s, I'd also go, that makes sense for me. So in a super coach and in a dream team sense, he makes it very difficult to go there. I'd need to see that in the JLT, and that's what we need to for almost any player that we're picking on our side. We need to see something in the JLT to convince me otherwise that he's a better option than these cheaper players who could offer the same scoring potential. In AFL Fantasy, a little different. I don't mind picking a guy at M6, M7, M8, maybe not that low, um, but it's got a potential to add a couple of 90s, a couple of tons early on, make me money and bank me some points on the way. So I'm certainly not ruling him out of contention in AFL Fantasy, but again, he's in that same difficult spot where there's players cheaper than him who could and have scored more, scored more than him in the past, but there's definitely possibilities with Jacob Hopper. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's got to be a, a watch list at this point. Mm. Um, and but the the tricky part too with with the JLT is that um, yeah, as we've as we've said all along um, over a number of years now, it's roll over points. Yeah. Um, and so the points aren't going to tell us too much about what he's going to do this year. It's going to be the roll, but um, but for a player like him, that can change fairly quickly as well. Um, it's he's a tough one to to try and pick there. I think. Yeah, look, I, I certainly think he is, and that's why he makes the 50 most relevant in, in a relatively low spot because the potential's there to be a premium. N- no mistake. If anyone goes, yeah. oh, there's no way he's going to be a premium. No, look at the numbers. Look at what he's done at all of the levels. Look at the opportunities in the midfield. The potential's there. So he's relevant because he could go 100 and become a, a really nice M8 for you that you basically spend 80 on an average points for. But yeah. I'm just not sold yet let's talk about drafts though at his current average he's someone that without any improvement and he will get some natural improvement um he's probably someone that you'd be able to pick up as your last on field midfielder assuming you're running a midfield of of seven players maybe even as an emergency you know if if you're lucky nah, I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure i think i'd I think if you can snag him as one of your last one or two mids, I think you're doing extraordinary. You reckon he's going earlier? Or or you're in a very small draft. Um, If you're in a a 10 or 12 coach league, um, 
I think you're, you're going to end up with him in that sort of middle range because people will see that potential that he's got. Um, the place where a, a guy like Hopper is going, I think a, a young gun like that, where we all know he's got that potential. Um, I mean, you look at it, there were only um, what, about 23, 24 mids last year that went at 100 points. Correct. Um, and if you we think, you know, in a 10-coach league even, um, you know, in the first five rounds, those guys are all gone. Yeah, that makes sense. So at that point, you're looking at guys who averaged in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Hopper averaged less than that, but we all think he's probably going to do that this year. And so when you're looking in that sort of, you know, sixth to, to maybe 12th round at, at most, um, when players like your Trent Cotchins, for example, who are going at, you know, 90s these days and, um, you know, your, your Dylan Shields even, um, who, who he's replacing, those are the sort of players that you're looking at and you go, do I pick him or do I pick Hopper, who's probably going to do the same, but maybe he'll go better. Um yeah, I think, yeah, that's probably where he's going to be. And if you end up with him as your, your fifth mid, I think that's probably about the sort of mark that a guy like that is going to go. Because um, if you're waiting to get him at your last mid, someone will jump on him beforehand, I think. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is where his, his average point right now makes him yeah. your last on-field midfielder. Mm-hmm. Where his potential is to get him, yeah. you are going to have to go for him as your M5. Yeah, um, I think so. Maybe even M4 if you're a little extra bullish to make sure you get him. And sometimes you do need to jump early to get the player you really want. Um, but I think where his average point is, he's a last on-field midfielder. If you want him, he's going to need to be picked as your M5. Otherwise, you're probably going to miss him. Yeah, that's yeah, comfortably. Yep. So. Yeah, would agree with that. Um, and in a keeper league, um, if you've got him, you're not letting him go for anything much at this point. No. Um, and if you don't have him, good luck trying to get him. <laughs> it's... Um, He's one of those players because he's a name, um, yeah. and because he's got that uh, prestige about him. Um, yeah, again, we all know he's going to do better than he's done before. He's got that potential. He's shown it in uh, in all the formats and in all levels of footy so far. He's got that potential. Um, so anyone who does own him, if that's not you, you're going to have to pay overs to get him out. But yeah, it's um, yeah, he's a he's a tough one to to try and land at this point. But if you can do it, absolutely go for it. I'd certainly be making an inquiry. Oh yeah, make an inquiry. Chances of you getting him out of someone? Uh, look, you don't know. Maybe they're a, a little bit sick of the eighty average and and will want a name that's a little bit older. You know, maybe you'll get lucky. And also, maybe that's the kind of coach that everybody wants in their uh, keeper league that just <laughs> happily it. give away maybe young guys. Maybe that coach has got a a, a Ford line full of midfielders and desperately needs a, a Ford to swap him for. Who knows? You might get lucky. But, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you just never swapping know. him for one eighty point mid for another eighty point mid is not going to happen. Yeah, not a chance in the world in a keeper league. Uh, thank you, Jimmy, for your thoughts today on Jacob Hopper. Pleasure. Thank you for having me again. Mate, at any time. Of course, if you want to go and check out the articles and all the links to the podcasts uh, for the players revealed thus far in the 50 most relevant, you can at coachespanel.tv. All the links to join our Patreon and get early access to these podcasts episode also at coachespanel.tv. For some, a controversial start so far in the opening. Five or six players are the 50 most relevant, and I don't mind that whatsoever. This preseason and every preseason is all about starting the conversation and loving hearing your thoughts uh, via Twitter, Facebook, and all our social handles of your thoughts of these plays so far in the 50 most relevant. We head into the uh, early 40s tomorrow and we'll keep the breakout theme going. But which potential breakout am I talking about?